Hey everyone, this is Jason Shappert, and you're listening to the Private Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. As learners, how can we get back to the basics and truly know the fundamentals? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com and you are listening. You could be watching this too on YouTube or Facebook, but most of you listen to this on iTunes. You're listening to the Private Pilot Podcast brought to you by our brand spanking new learning management system, Private Pilot Course, Instrument Pilot Course, Boot Camps, uh, soon to be CFI Course. By the way, pass your Commercial Pilot Checkride audiobook uh, should be, by the time this comes out, should be hitting Audible and everything else here soon. And M0A.com. That was a long, that was a long sponsored sales message, wasn't it? Um, anyways, I'm just so thankful to be with you all here today. Thank you for everybody who does take the time to listen to this. I know this is a part of many of your commutes, your workouts, your walking the dogs. Uh, many of you watch this on YouTube and Facebook and just let it run in the background while you're working. Um, thank you for choosing to go above and beyond and be that good pilot who is always learning. It just, it truly means the absolute world to us and it is such an absolute uh, just blessing. So thank you for that. And I want to talk what we can do as learners and learners is the M0A, to go in the M0A glossary, uh, that is our word we use for students. We believe we are all student pilots, but we call our students learners here. So how can we as a learner get back to the basics and get a fresh start at our flight training? Maybe you're already a private pilot. How can we go back? I, I encourage you as we now dive into this fundamentals series. Now, first off, I hope you watched Tuesday's video. Tuesday's videos on the fundamentals of landings. I hope then You've scheduled some time to get out and actually make that flight for Tuesday's video. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, you need to go to the MZRA YouTube page. If you're watching this uh, in, in the beginning of March 2021, when this comes out, you need to look at the very beginning of March 2021 on our YouTube page or on our Facebook page and find the fundamentals of landings. It's a longer video. You're, I, I, it's going to be 30, 40 minutes to, to watch it and truly consume it. And then I want you to go out and actually fly those same five landings that I demonstrate and teach you. Because here's what we're looking to do. Some of you, unbeknownst to you, perhaps have built your house on the sand, built your flight training on the sand, right? It, it, no fault of your own. Now, some, you know, some may be a little bit your fault if you had implored bad study strategies or time or money got in the way like that. That's, and stuff happens. That's fine. We can fix. All of this is fixable. Some may be unbeknownst to you just based on the quality of instruction you had and you have nothing to base it on as a private pilot. Is this a good CFI? Is this a bad CFI? You just have no way to really even know that until you're more involved in the actual training process. So that's something to think about. So did we build our foundation on the sand or we did we build it on the rock? Either way, this month is a fundamentals March, fundamentals month. So you're gonna to wanna to watch all these, listen to all the podcasts, all our in-flight coffees Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time are going to flow from this. 
Ground School members watching this, we're still gonna stay in our study of the aim and I will come back to some fundamentals because it's that important. And there's five Tuesdays in March. We're gonna take four of the videos and we're gonna build four pillars. We're gonna put four pillars in the rock, on the, on the ground, or through the sand down to the rock, depending on where the foundation of your training is at. And the fifth day, the fifth week, we're gonna put the tabletop on top and tie all these things together. That's what we're looking to do. And the first pillar we are building on is landings because every single person that is hearing my voice right now struggled with landings at one point or another. Nobody just wakes up and is a natural born professional at landings. You know my story. You know where I missed the runway so poorly I landed in the grass. You've heard my story of blowing tires, of flat spotting tires, uh, of you know slamming down nose struts, the oleo struts. You've heard all of these things. I have made so many mistakes in my flight training because I didn't have a strong foundation. And it took me a long time to realize it wasn't the fault of my instructor. I had a phenomenal instructor, a phenomenal, phenomenal instructor. It was Jason, it was 16, 17, 18 year old Jason as I was early on in my training, very, very young. And even before that 15 year old Jason, when I really started getting serious about the flying portion that never invested the time in the ground portion. I never built the strong fundamentals from a knowledge base. Eventually I did get to the point where I could fly the heck out of that airplane, but that's all I ever wanted to do was fly the heck out of that airplane. I never built the knowledge foundation, unfortunately. Ironically, karma is full circle 20 years later, just about. Actually, uh, April will be M0A's uh, 14th birthday. Pretty cool, but I've been at it much longer than before M0A came around. I've been a pilot over two decades. More than that. Yeah, a long time. Older than older than you all think. Um, over two decades been flying airplanes. And very early on, never built that strong knowledge base, never built that strong foundation. Perhaps you've heard the story. I'll never forget it. And, and the gentleman who did my check ride, we're still good friends to this day, praise God. And we still joke about it. And he remembers it as how memorable it was. Um, I barely snuck through the oral exam of my check ride. I unfortunately had this philosophy of if I can just get to the airplane, I'll pass this thing. Like anybody else ever out there? Leave me a comment below. Anybody else ever have such a mindset with a check ride? It's not the right mindset to have, by the way. This mindset of if I can just get to the airplane, I know I'll pass, but I got to get through the oral. And I thought I had gotten through the oral exam, not realizing it was going to continue on the way out. And it was a very, very shaky sand foundation oral exam that I was able to get through with some forgiveness. And walking out to the airplane, the gentleman looked at me and said, we're, he's watching me kind of do the pre-flight or we're walking out, I guess. And he says, how much horsepower does this airplane have, Jason? And I was flying 6711 Juliet, a 1967 Cherokee 140. And I look and I say, well, it's a Cherokee 140, so it must have 140 horsepower. And he goes, huh, interesting. So that Cessna 172 over there, that has 172 horsepower. And I, I can't make this up. I looked the man dead in the eyes, and with all seriousness, I had no clue, but I meant it. Yes, sir, it does. And he just said, okay. <laughs> he didn't correct me on check rather not supposed to correct you. He filed that one away, and we still to this day talk about it. And I just think, wow, 
172 horsepower, huh? It was, it was, I passed. I, I am very, very thankful. You know, knock on this glass table I'm at. I, I have never failed a check ride, but I have gotten through some by the skin of my teeth. Um, as you've heard stories, private and commercial, uh, being the other one, probably even closer to a failure than I was with my private pilot. All because I, I never, I chose not to learn the fundamentals. I wanted to do the fun stuff. My mission was, man, I wanted to take my dad flying. I wanted to take my mom flying. My parents uh, did so much for me. Uh, you, If you know the story of M0A.com, we come from... Uh, you know, my my parents have a pest control company, and back then it was a it was a startup pest control company, and I worked, albeit illegally, at a paintball field as a referee for for forty bucks a day, and everything went towards flight training. My my dad would pick up little odd jobs like pressure washing his customers' driveways to help fund this flight training dream. So it was my dream as hard as my parents worked to help me fulfill my dream and as hard as I worked to, to try to contribute towards that dream as well, um, becoming a private pilot was my vision. I just wanted to take my parents flying. So all my flight lessons were just around like, what cool places can I take them to? What restaurants can we go to? Wow, I wonder if they'll like to see this approach. Let's fly over this lake or this river. Let's go see the Gulf of Mexico. Like let's go, where can we go do stuff? Everything's surrounded around that it was less interested about turns around a point. And I was less interested about steep turns. And I was really not interested at all about stalls. So I was I was doing this a la carte style flight training. It was part 61 training. And, and now I'm smart enough to teach what I call part 61 and a half, which is I take the freedom of 61 with the, the curriculum and the structure and the syllabi of 141, yet can customize it to that individual learner. And, and that's really an avenue we work to go. And I share all this to illustrate to you that I made mistakes early on in my training. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And that's a dangerous place to be. And I'm thankful you're taking the time to, to learn from us and learn from my mistakes. And you're being that good pilot who is always learning. Wow. I mean, it's, it's not just a catchy slogan. It's something so much just to live by that we can go back and grasp these fundamentals. So the video Tuesday, let's spend some time there. We talked about the fundamentals of landing. And I break them down into three keys, really, that I call the secret to perfect landings, which are, we know, a perfect landing starts the perfect traffic pattern. You've heard me say this before. This is nothing new. But sometimes, not sometimes, it's the truth that repetition is the mother of skill. And me just saying this once... Well, you may go out and do it, but hearing it and hearing and hearing again is how we're able to apply these sort of things. So continuing to hear that a perfect landing starts the perfect traffic pattern and realizing, well, Jason, that's awesome. At my home airport, I know I can fly in between the high school, in between the palm tree, palm tree farm, and life is good for a right down one for one eight or a left down one for three six. It works out. It's awesome. But what about when I go somewhere else? Or what about when tower gives me a two mile left base entry? You have to know what a perfect pattern looks like. You have to know what your above ground level altitudes should look like, would say on your MSL altimeter, we'll call it, right? Your pressure sensitive altimeter, what that should look like as well. AGL, MSL, the difference between those. What should that look like? So no matter where you go, you have a sight picture you're looking for. So even when you get the two mile left base, you know, 
Well, on base, I want to be about 700 feet AGL. And 700 feet AGL looks like this out the cowling. It looks like this out this window. It looks like putting the runway up this high up my strut. Like that's the level of detail I need you to get to and really to work towards. A perfect landing starts the perfect traffic pattern. Next, we teach that airspeed is king. By that, I mean airspeed is everything. Airspeed is everything. What is the procedure you can follow? And, and let's go back to the previous lesson. Because a perfect pattern isn't just about my downwinds right, my bases, the right altitude, my finals, the right altitude. Airspeed is a big part of that pattern. And procedures are a big part of the pattern. So a perfect pattern and airspeed is king are, are so intertwined. They go so hand in hand with everything. So if a perfect land starts with a perfect pattern, airspeed is king. Through all of this, I have to have the right procedures in place to even manage those airspeed and altitude numbers. For example, as you saw in the Tuesday video, when I get a beam my touchdown point, I am a carb heat, power back, 10 degrees of flaps kind of guy. Carb heat, power back, 10 degrees of flaps. That's my procedure. And always noting that when I add that 10 degrees of flaps, the nose tends to come where? The nose wants to come up, it wants to sneak up. So I'm making sure, because I'm actually starting down. Because what can happen so often is you can go car peat, power back, and that power is not actually actualized into ground speed or even true airspeed just yet, it's starting to. You add those flaps in, the nose wants to come up, you could balloon up 100, 200 feet, and there goes your perfect pattern. Just like that, in, in a snap. So it's almost car peat, power back, 10 degrees of flaps, push her forward a little bit, trim her forward a little bit. That might be where we're working towards. And it depends on your aircraft. A T-tail aircraft's gonna react very differently to these things. A pusher aircraft, very like all, all these little nuances you just have to get used to a little bit because things respond, aircraft respond much differently. Go try to do this in an Icon A5 where it's a pusher and everything will be, right, the nose tends to come down when we add flaps in with that because it's a pusher aircraft. So there's just different fundamentals of your aircraft even that you have to know and understand. So if a perfect land starts the perfect pattern, airspeed is king and the procedures of airspeed. I like to be 90 on downwind, 80 on base, 70 on final, 65, 60 over airport property is where I'm slowing to and like to be touching down in the 60s, high 50s. So what you'll see in most of these videos. And then I always teach, I just saw a post about it not too long ago uh, on how I hate the word flare. Some post on Facebook, why does Jason Shepard hate the word flare? It's not that I hate the word flare. It's that I believe the word flare to a new learner is a confusing word. Because if go poll, go walk down the street when it's not COVID, right? And there's people out on the streets. When the world is back to normal and better than normal, go out on the streets and ask non-pilots, regular people, what does it mean to flare? Show me with your hand what an airplane flaring looks like. And they're all going to do like some exaggerated, crazy pitch up like we see the space shuttle or saw, past tense, the space shuttle come in to land. That's the mindset we get with flare. Instead, you transition is the word I want you to use because you really are transitioning to slow flight. And slow flight down the runway is one of the five landings you're going to do if you haven't watched Tuesday's lesson already. I even get into some seaplane techniques in there. So it's a really, it is a very long video and I apologize for that, but you are going to love it. If you're a CFI, and many CFIs listen to this, uh, outstanding, incredible. Thank you. 
uh, for that, for going above and beyond for your learners as well. Um, you'll see how that takes you through the step. And while it may seem out of order, while it may be difficult, while it may not make sense at the start, I'm, I'm here to tell you that everything I'm showing you in that video has the science of learning behind it. And you are putting a pillar either deeper in the rock, if you already have a strong foundation, or through the sand and finding the lime rock down beneath all that sand. We are building four pillars of a very strong foundation. Because in March, we talk fundamentals, and in April, we're gonna talk mastery. But before I can take you through principles of mastery, I have to take you back to principles of building the basics of creating that once again, that very, very strong foundation. So that's where we're going to work through as we then segue into these ideas and principles of mastery. And we'll start with mastery of landings, just like we started with the fundamentals of landings early on. And you'll hear more about a perfect landing starts, the perfect pattern, airspeed is king, and then ditching the word flare in exchange for the word transition in our vocabulary and it will benefit you and i'm telling you it may seem strange but this will elevate your training to new heights back when we had trade shows and and now we get it on in flight coffee in our webinars and and thousands of emails every single day it's it's absolutely incredible um of learners that have taken this to heart and applied this and has truly changed the way they fly it has truly, truly changed every aspect of their flight training. And, and that's what's most rewarding uh, to me, to really hear that. It, it's absolutely incredible. So listen, Missouri Nation, I can't thank you enough. Um, thank you for playing full out and choosing to consume all of this iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, however you listen to this or, or consume this. Check out Tuesday's videos. Find us on Facebook for in-flight coffee every Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. It is a show you don't want to miss. It is a fun back and forth. I, I, I always say I teach for 30 minutes, take 30 minutes of questions. What seems to happen is I teach for an hour and then take 15, 30 minutes worth of questions before my, I lose my voice. So it's a phenomenal show. Tuesdays for my ground school members, I'll see you Tuesdays in our webinars. We're diving into a deep study of the AIM. Um, we're still working our way through chapter five. Uh, we'll make progress. It is the biggest chapter in the AIM though, so that that's good, life is good with that. But um, Missouri Nation, I just cannot thank you enough. It, it doesn't feel like we have a job, it really doesn't. It is incredible what we get to do every single day. And our mission is to create safer, smarter pilots, but my mission lately has just been, can I save one life today? And that, that may seem like an audacious goal and, it's a goal I'll never be able to measure, right? Because it's not like, I mean, maybe we'll get an email, hey, Jason, you saved my life, and that'll be so rewarding, but there's probably countless lives we're able to save that don't even know it, that you just chose, you looked at the weather and said, it's not that good today, I'm not gonna go. And if you would've went, that may have led to a devastating accident, right? But you chose not to go. And again, you never know what that outcome might have been. You didn't get to go. You live to fly another day. It's amazing. So our mission always is to create safer, smarter pilots. Our, our vision is always to be known as we gave more than we ever took from this community, from this nation. But lately, my, my, my personal drive and mission has just been, can we save one life today? 
And, and I hope we did that today uh, with you listening to this podcast or just something in the future that this has impacted you to continue. Um, you know, MZRA produces so much great free content. You know, I, I love our ground school members and I love those that just consume our free content. I love you all equally. It doesn't bother me. When we had trade shows, people used to come up and go, oh, I, I'm not a member, I just love your videos. I, I love you all the same. We are very, very blessed. Um, we have 33 team members. Uh, it's a big old payroll, as you can imagine, and 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 we love it. We love taking care of our team. We love taking care of you. Um, and, and we are blessed by our members and blessed by those, even if you never buy anything from us, because you share the good word of M's your way, and perhaps we just save one life today. Anyways, Emzer Nation, thank you for letting me be on my soapbox for a little bit. Have a blessed, amazing, outstanding rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you.